On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. Burnout, when it's related to work, it's about our employer and our work environment. It is not about us as the individual. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Our quote of the day. All my life, I've been sick and tired. Now I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. That infamous quote is from Fannie Lou Hamer. And lady, if you don't know who Fannie Lou Hamer is, I need you to go and look her up right now and learn about who she is and what she did for us as Black women. But this quote, I'm going to read it again for those of us in the back. All my life, I've been sick and tired. Now. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. T. We're talking about burnout. We're talking about being sick and tired. And being sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you think about burnout, well, first I'm going to give you some statistics. And then. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay, let me just <laughs> let me let work a little bit more, right? Okay, let's do it. So, first thing I want to point out is that the World Health Organization defines burnout as an occupational hazard and not a mental health condition. I'm gonna say that one more again because I know this is mind blowing for some of us. Burnout is an occupational hazard and not a mental health condition. Some statistics from Gallup. 63% of folks who are burned out are more likely to take a sick day. They are half as likely to actually discuss their performance goals with their manager. 23% more likely to visit the emergency room. 
2.6 times as likely to leave their current employer and 13% less confident in their performance. So again, burnout is an occupational hazard and not a mental health condition. So T, when you think about burnout, what comes up for you? Have you ever been burned out? <laughs> is that a question, Dom? Is that a real question, girl? You no, know, I mean, I have to, I just have to put like, it out girl, there. Girl, I'm like, what? You know what's crazy now? As you share that, I think, one, as a side note, I think I just need to have a good cry because my eyes have been so watery today. And I feel like as, I, as you were reading that, it kind of made me teary-eyed because I think about, yes, I've experienced burnout. And for me, burnout was the norm, like for so long it was just like, this is what I do. You know, like I'm just like, working nonstop. I think about the women in my life that I saw, even my, even some of the men, the men and women I saw in my life who just worked so hard all day at their day jobs or yeah, their place of employment and then came home to do more work. And so for me, when you said that, I, even before our episode, I was like, Dom, I may just sit back and listen for this episode because I don't really... I don't even know what I can say or contribute to this conversation because it's been part of my, I want to say, routine for so long. And you know what? I'm looking at psychology today and it says, though it's often caused by problems at work, it can also appear in other areas of life, such as parenting, caretaking, whew, yep. or romantic yep. relationships. And I'm like, yep. yes, I've seen this so much in real, like in, in daily life. Whew. But you know what? Also too, Dom, I think I... One of the coping mechanisms that I developed in childhood was numbing myself. And so I think a lot of times I did not necessarily feel or confront the effects of burnout because I was literally like numb, right? You know, you go to the dentist and they numb your mouth and then you're trying to eat and you, you could be chewing on your tongue for all you know. You don't know because you're like, oh, I'm numb. I, I don't feel it until right. it wears off. And you're like, oh, damn, I've been... My tongue is gone. I didn't chew. Like you don't realize it until after that, you know, that coping mechanism wears off. So yeah, girl, burnout is real. What about you? Have you experienced burnout? I have experienced burnout. Like, I mean, yes. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, I mean, honestly, like if I, from a historical perspective, I think about Black folks as a collective, right? That if there's a black person who says that they have never been burned out, I need to know who they are and I need to know what their life circumstances are mm -hmm. because all of us at some point in life will experience burnout. And again, like you said, the most common experience is on the job. But that also burnout also happens in all of those other situations that you named. So from parenting to caretaking to romantic relationships, all of that takes place, right? And so how do we know we're burned out? So the easiest signs for us to know, one, we're depleted or exhausted. Two, we're mentally distant from our job or we have negative feelings or cynicism about our job. Three, we have reduced professional efficacy. 
So we're, we're, we're less effective at, at our job. And those aren't all the signs. So what are some other things that come up for you that when you think about times when you've been burned out, what are some of the signs to let you know that that's happening? Oh, okay. I'm going to think about that question, Don, but I wanted to ask you, can we, because I feel like many of us get tired, right? I'm like, oh, I'm so exhausted. What does it actually look like in action, in your opinion, to be depleted or exhausted? Like, I'm assuming that when you're burnt out, it's more of a routine. It's not like a, like today, I'm tired. I'm tired today. I've had a really long day and then we're recording, you know, bulk episodes, but I don't feel like I'm burnt out. So what would you say is like, what does it look like in action for you to be depleted and exhausted? So to be depleted and exhausted is a constant state of tiredness, right? So in academia, I would say that there are seasons. And for students and faculty and staff, where towards the end of the semester, some of us are burned out. And so then what that looks like is... It's the last week of the semester or the quarter or the second couple of last weeks. And this is where you're supposed to be pushing through because you have finals. But you at the end of every day or you wake up feeling tired. Mm, Damn. You wake up tired. So even if you're getting seven hours of sleep, you still wake up feeling tired. And it's happening every single day for multiple days in a row. If you're feeling depleted, you're feeling like, okay, I'm just showing up because they told me I had to be here. Like, I'm not really giving anything because I don't have anything to give. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, when I talk about our cups being full. When you're depleted, you're at the point where there is nothing left in your cup. So you're scraping at the bottom trying to get something. That's depleted. You're like, I have no energy left. I'm tired every day, but I still have to show up and take this exam or give this presentation or teach this class. Mm hmm. Or lead this meeting. And it's a constant. It's happening every day. Because you're right. We will have times where, okay, I traveled out of town for the week. I went out of town for the weekend, right? And maybe I come back on, maybe I came back early Monday morning and then went right to work. Well, by the end of that day, yeah, I'm probably tired. Not because I'm burned out, but because I didn't get enough rest. Exactly. Yep. That makes sense. And I'm glad that you said that. I definitely experienced that. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, write down those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. First up, we have Everywell. When you know more, you can do more. What if you could use science to discover more about your body? Find out what you need for your healthier tomorrow with EverlyWell. EverlyWell is digital healthcare designed for you, all at an affordable and transparent price. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers you need, like the women's health test or food sensitivity test. 
Here's how it works. Everlywell ships products straight to you with everything needed in one package. To take your at-home lab test, simply collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician review results get sent to your phone or device in just days. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide next steps. It's so simple, over 1 million people have trusted Everlywell to support their health and wellness goals. And you should too. I took the food sensitivity test, so I plan to change my diet based on what I've learned about my specific food sensitivities. If you want to take action for a healthier tomorrow with Everlywell, they're offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash herspace. That's everlywell.com slash herspace. Our next partner has a product I literally use every single day, and it costs less than $3 a day. It also supports better sleep quality and recovery. So let's get into the deets. Now, I started taking AG1 because I often struggle to get enough greens in my diet, but as we all know, it's important for us. I've also been working on prioritizing better gut health, so this was perfect for me. A model that I'm really trying to adopt these days is eat to live instead of living to eat. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics. I literally begin my morning with eight ounces of water and my one scoop of AG1 before I start my meditation and as I'm tidying up the house. It really helps me to start my day off on the right foot because if I don't get as many vegetables throughout the day, I know I'm good because I invested in my all-in-one nutritional insurance in the morning, okay? Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's literally one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash her. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash her. And take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, let's get back to the show. When I think about, you know, burnout, I would say for me, it really shows up. One, let me just be real with y'all. Okay, let's let's have an honest moment. So come in close for this one. I noticed that I have a habit of I'll do really, really well with like self-care and with setting boundaries and, and taking care of myself. And then sometimes, I'll give you an example as well. I don't really replenish until I'm on E. And I've actually done that in my car before years ago. Very embarrassing. Ran out of gas on the freeway because I was just like, oh, I'm almost there. I could make it. And then I was on the side of the road. I had to call AAA because I was just trying to push it. And I, I do that regularly in real life. And so, for instance, I remember starting a new job and it was the first day and I was trying to tackle all the things, you know, on the new hire checklist. And I want to do all the things. And I didn't really eat as much as I should have ate. And I felt a little inkling of a headache coming on, but I was like, well, I'm drinking my water. I had this little thing. And then I talked to someone who was close to me and they were like, can you make sure you eat today? And I was like, okay, shit, damn, I'm about to go eat now. So I did take that yep. time to do that. So I would say for me, that's definitely one of the ways in which it shows up is sometimes it's like hyperactivity for me is a sign that burnout is coming. It's like, hello, pay attention. Yes. I think that's a great sign, right? Of paying attention, to knowing yourself, right? And knowing what what is coming up, right? 
I think, you know, another sign for some folks is you're not engaging. So you talked about like some doing the self-care things, like making sure you're eating, make sure you're hydrated. So in general, when you stop doing multiple self-care strategies or multiple things within your routine, that is a sign of burnout, right? Like I think about for myself, like I, there are times, again, going back to working in academia, there are times in the semester or quarter where things are hectic and my time is tight. And so I might not exercise every morning because sleep is more important to me. Getting those extra, getting that extra half hour to 45 minutes of sleep is more important on that morning than getting the exercise in, right? But you see what I did there? I eliminated one self-care to enhance another self-care. Now, there have been times in life, because I'm ever evolving, there have been times in life when I was going through burnout and I wasn't getting the sleep and I still wasn't exercising. So it wasn't like I was replacing one self-care activity for another. I was completely neglecting the self-care altogether and neglecting the self-care to be more productive at work. And that's a sign of burnout. I wanted to, something that you said, Dom, just made me think of something and it made me think about, it kind of relates to what I shared before, but you ever have a desire to just go, 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 run, run, run. Maybe you have a big task or project. And I think sometimes in my mind, that'll happen. Like I'll have this thing that I want to focus on. And in my mind, I desire to get it done in like X amount of time, knowing damn well that it's going to take way longer. And so I just grind, grind, grind. And I I, I totally forget about self-care and all the things because I really want to get this thing done. But then this thing continues to linger. And it's like, girl, this is going to take a couple of weeks. And so sometimes I'll go into this phase of like, okay, well, I'm not going to take care of myself for a couple of weeks because I want to get this thing done. So not healthy, but can you relate to that as well? Yes. So that's the thing that we'll do, right? That we'll punish ourselves, right? Mm. That because we are burned out and we have been socialized as a culture to believe that burnout is our personal responsibility instead of the onus being on our employer when burnout is related to work, What ends up happening is we punish ourselves. And so, and yes, I've I've done that too, right? Where I punish myself because you have this task or this project that needs to get done. And because I'm avoiding doing the task or the project, because really that's the problem, the task or the project, right? Because I'm avoiding that task or project for whatever the reason is, and I'm going to have to eventually tap into why, what, what's causing the avoidance. But I'm avoiding it. And so because I know that I have this thing hanging over my head, that this, this task that needs to get completed, I'm going to not allow myself to do the things that I might deem as fun or enjoyable Because the rationale is, well, if I can't do task A, then if I'm saying I don't have time for task A, then that means I shouldn't have time for the fun things over here. 
That's interesting. Punishing myself for not completing the task. I never even looked at it that way. I think I'm going to have to reflect on that more because I know sometimes I have so much fun. Like it might be like a personal project. I have so much fun doing it that I'm like, I don't want to do anything else but this thing. And I just get wrapped up in it. But Mm. I'm going to have to explore that more because I never looked at it as you could be punishing yourself and saying, hey, because you didn't get this done, we're not going to do these other things. So that is definitely, that's something to think about. Okay, now burnout. Listen, burnout is real. It is real. And, you know, I want to go back to the point that I made earlier about burnout not being about us, right? Mm -hmm. So that was some double negatives in there. So let me clarify for the people. (laughs) Burnout, when it's related to work, it's about our employer and our work environment. It is not about us as the individual. And, you know, there are a lot of articles out there that talk about burnout, talk about the millennial generation being the generation, Mm. the burnout generation. But I think the thing that I also want to acknowledge is that particularly, again, for black folks, for black women in particular, burnout is more likely. Yeah. But also we are less likely to address our burnout. We have higher rates of just pushing through, which also leads to higher rates of health concerns. But again, I want to be clear, this episode is not about pointing the finger and blaming Black women. It's about let's look at this as a collective What's been our collective experience and what are the ways in which our environments are causing this collective harm? That is really powerful, Don. When you say that, it makes me think about getting clear on like the job expectations, ideally before we get into the role to see like, what is the workplace culture like, right? What is work-life balance? Like, what are some of the reasons for burnout? Like why people experience it? So particularly for black women, like the top thing is unfair treatment at work. So we've talked about on the podcast before what it's like to be black women existing in this world, right? We talk about that all the time on various levels. But one of the things that we all know to be true is that oftentimes black women are experiencing unfair treatment in the workplace. So what that might look like are microaggressions, blatant racism, blatant sexism. And when someone is constantly being treated unfairly, particularly for us as Black women, we might not feel empowered to speak up about it, right? Let's say that we are an associate at a local department store. And it's us and another coworker of a different race. And what I the what I've seen happen is that coworker says something to us, microaggression. We respond back. 
we respond back in the tone that I am using right now. Coworker hears it as, why are you talking to me this way? And then now we are being called into the manager's or supervisor's office when that the experience that we're being called in for is not real, right? So we, we're being gaslit and we're being discriminated against. And so that unfair treatment, so now we're, now we're put on a warning. We're put on probation. And let's say that we're, we're at this job and this job is barely paying the bills as it is. So now we're stressed, right? We have to come to work with this level of hypervigilance. And so we're receiving this unfair treatment at work. Maybe we're being passed up for a promotion. Or, you know, and so all of these things that are happening that make work unbearable. But we need this job. And so we keep showing up, right? Another reason is an unmanageable workload. And that still ties into the unfair treatment, right? We're giving these unmanageable workloads. So let's say that you're in a space where, and because this happens a lot to us, where you are the only black person in that room, in that office, in that department, right? Mm-hmm. And so now all of a sudden, we are given all of the diversity work. <laughs> Child. Yeah, know. It, we know. know. We know. We've experienced it, right? Go ahead. It reminds me of how it was when we were in school back in the day. If you went to a predominantly like white school and they would talk about slavery during Black History Month, and then everybody would look at you like you were like there and you knew exactly what happened. That kind of reminds me of like a professional version of that experience where it's like, oh, you're black. Yes. Here's all the diversity efforts. I just had to, I just had to yes. say that. Yes. <laughs> and so then what? Yeah. So then that leads to burnout mm-hmm. because now you're being given you and your counterpart, your white counterpart. Mm-hmm. Originally for the role, you both are given 10 tasks. Now you're given 17 tasks with the same level of expectation as your white counterpart who still has the 10, right? So then that leads to the next thing, lack of role clarity. And also ties into the fourth one, which is lack of communication and support from your manager. So you are given these extra tasks because you are the diversity person now and your manager did not communicate with you clearly or effectively on what it was exactly that they needed you to do with these additional tasks, how they would support you in adding this additional workload, and what are the consequences if these things do not get done. So when there's lack of role clarity now, so now at this point, when you've given these extra things, your role needs to be redefined. And your manager needs to be communicating with you about what the expectations are, what the deadlines are, and providing you with support so that you can succeed at your job. And then the last thing that they do that leads to burnout is they put unreasonable time pressure. 
So now you have these 17 things compared to your coworkers 10 and you both have two months to get it all done. And you're left feeling stuck, right? But again, let's step back and look at this, that you are feeling burned out, not because of anything that you as an individual did. You are feeling burned out because you are in a work environment where you are receiving unfair treatment, having an unmanageable workload, you have a lack of clarity in your role, you have a lack of communication and support from your manager, and you are receiving unreasonable time pressure. This sounds like a toxic work environment, girl, and this sounds so stressful, lady. We're going to dive into how to care for self before and during and after the burnout because, God damn, that's a lot. Yes. I haven't even experienced that recently as I can think of down. I'm just like, sheesh, that is stressful. And it happens all the time. And I think the thing that I also, that I want to continuously emphasize is that it is not our individual responsibility to prevent our own burnout. So there are a lot of articles out there that talk about what you need to do to prevent burnout. And the reality, particularly for Black women in the workplace, is that the prevention of burnout is not on us. It is on our employer and how they set up the environment in which we are working. And so the tips that we're providing are things that you do as an individual for you, regardless of the work situation that you are in. These are things that work on a regular basis. These are things that we should all have as a part of our day-to-day life routine. So T, you ready to dive in? Let's do it. Let's do it. So number one, I feel like this is one that you've talked, you've stated before, Adam, and talked about this. Identify and focus on what's within your control. And I think that um, personal burnout that I was referring to earlier is very different from this work burnout that you're referring to. So I'm glad that you made the emphasis and the distinction on, lady, this is not your thing. Like the job, they need to get their shit together, right? Yes. So focus on what you can control. I'm just going to leave it at that now. I'm sure you have more to elaborate on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, the reality is that in these in, in these situations, What you can control is internal. You can control you. You can't, right now you're in a situation where you can't control your environment. And Mm -hmm. when we put our energy into trying to control the environment, that's when we get more burned out. That's when we get anxious and stressed. And so we want to focus on ourselves and doing the things that take care of us. And so then that leads us to number two, making time what brings you joy. So even in the most high stress periods, seasons in your life, you want to make time for the things that bring you joy. So if it's having that conversation with your daughter at the end of the workday, right? Looking at her smile, right? watching her take her steps, learning to walk. Like if those are the things that bring you joy, that's what you focus on. 
And ideally, you write your joy list now when you're in a good space so that when you do, if you do, if you do experience burnout, you can refer to it. You don't have to think of the things you enjoy when you're burnt out because that's kind of difficult to difficult to it do, is. if you ask me. Yeah. yeah. But that's great. I love that. So make time for what brings you joy. Uh, Number three is rest. We've already talked a bit about that. I think we did, right? Or was that the last episode? We talked about rest. And it's just so important to give ourselves space, right? Whether it's going to... I know Dom don't play about her sleep. Dom makes sure she gets her sleep. I am aspiring to get to that point. I'm still in this new mommy journey, so it's a little different over here. But resting, for me, sometimes that means a nap during the day. Okay. Meditation as well. So whatever you can do to just put yourself at ease, or I love a good massage or mani-pedi or going to do, go do like a float. Those are, that's how I rest these days. Yes. And rest also means being still and not doing anything. That's Mm -hmm. so the next part of my rest journey, right. Is learning to just be still. Mm. So I'm not trying to go to sleep. I'm just sitting. And maybe that's sitting and watching TV, but I'm watching TV and I'm not on my phone trying to multitask or I'm reading a book and I'm not checking my phone. I'm not. That's rest and making more time for that. So that's the next stage in my rest journey. And then that takes us to number four. Always have something that you are looking forward to. Lady, this got me through graduate school. Always what I what I remember what I would do is at the start of every semester, I would get out my planner. And once I got the syllabi from all of my courses and so I had the deadlines for when projects were due, I would sit down and map out my semester so that I knew when I was taking breaks, when I was like going on, not necessarily going on vacation because I was a broke grad student, but you know what I mean. (laughs) I was going maybe going to visit family. Or taking a quick weekend trip with girlfriends. Like, what's something that I could always look forward to? So when I have that moment where I'm like feeling that burnout potentially coming on, I can say, oh, wait. Let's get this stuff back in alignment because I have this big trip coming up. I'm going to see my family. I'm going to do engage in something that brings me joy. Um, I love this one. And I usually do that at the beginning of the month now. Where I'm like, put, put my self-care on the calendar, plan out vacations. I freaking love this one. And number five is stay connected to your support system. We know how important our support systems are, whether it's an online community or virtually or in person, like staying connected to your people, your tribe, the folks that keep you going is just so important. I know for me during the pandemic, that was so crucial and definitely kept me going during some tough times. So yep, stay connected to your support system, lady. Yes, I love that. I can't stress enough the importance of having the people in your life who keep you grounded, who bring you joy. That and and they're the ones who can let you know. Like Terry, when you mentioned in the earlier example that you shared about someone text you and said checking oh. in on you, just make sure you eat, right? That's your yeah. that's your when you're connected with your support system, they know the things and they they will check in and keep mm-hmm. you together. That's right. And so, lady, let's just run through, let's review how we care for ourselves before, during, and after burnout. Number one, identify and focus on what's within your control. Number two, make time for what brings you joy. Number three, 
rest. Number four, always have something that you're looking forward to. And number five, stay connected to your support system. Thanks for tuning in, ladies. Hey, lady. It's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory psychology today or contact your insurance provider if you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going visit our website at cultivatingherspace.com and be sure to click the patreon tab to get access to video content bonuses and our weekly after show and before we meet again repeat after me just because i can do it all doesn't mean i have to do it all